friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. We're back after a summer break. It's been good to have some space and now we're back ready and charged for a new term ahead. My name is Chris Rogers and I'm your host here on Making Disciples. And if you're one of our new listeners that has hopped on over the summer, massive warm welcome to you. It's exciting to see how many of you are joining us each week to listen to Making Disciples. The whole point of this podcast is to look at the things of the Christian faith in what I would say is normal language. Trying to strip out some of the religiosity and religious language and get back to the nuts and bolts of what it means to know and love God and know that God loves you back. Uh, So today we're going to be exploring uh, just a fun little topic really. A simple one to kind of come back to. Things that you say and things that God says. Because There is a obvious difference in my life between what I say and what God says. And there's a danger sometimes that our thinking is formed more out of our earthly perspective than out of God's heavenly perspective. And we end up saying things uh, that if we were to only step back and reflect, we'd realise that that makes no sense when we have God in our lives. So we have God's perspective in our lives. So welcome to Making Disciples. The topic today is you say versus God says. And we're going to look at some different things that we as human beings say and then reflect on what actually God says instead in contrast to what we say ourselves. So friends, welcome. It's Making Disciples. I'm Chris Rogers. I am so pleased that you're with me today. Let's get straight on board with God says versus you say. Here we go. You say versus God says. Now, the content of today's podcast is loosely coming out of a book that I put out a few years ago called What If We Knew What God Knows About Us. So let me say that again. What if we knew what God knows about us? You can get it out there in all good bookshops. The point of saying this is that book focused on perspectives because we have a earthly perspective on our lives. We see the trouble that we go in. We see the issues around us. And we allow all of that to form what we think about ourselves and the world around. So we end up in a bubble. It's a me bubble. And in my me bubble, I see things the way that I see things. But yet God has this heavenly perspective. So he is able to look at our lives from a different perspective. He's the one who sees the beginning, the middle and the end. Not just of your life, but the whole of time. So God sees our lives in the story of life, the the, the story that God is making and creating and that we're a part of. God sees our lives as as part of a bigger context, which means God has a different perspective on your life and what you are going through than what you do. God has a different perspective on my life than what I understand. What's really interesting is if you look back at lockdown uh, and covid Uh, There has been a danger that as we have lived in a smaller bubble, our perspective on the world has shrunk. And what's really been interesting is conspiracy theories. It's one of the things I want to explore in this new term. Conspiracy theories have flourished during lockdown because as people's worlds have shrunk, they've allowed and we've allowed ourselves to be hoodwinked by things that we would have never got duped by before. 
why is it that normal and sane people started to believe that 5G mobile phone network was causing uh, corona? And if you're one of those people, I don't wish to offend you, but it was bonkers. The whole concept was bonkers. How a mobile phone signal could give a uh, virus. It made no sense at all. But we were hoodwinked as people by the media uh, for a period of time because our bubbles shrank, our perspective shrank. And one of the things that God is trying to do with us in the Gospels, in Scripture, as part of a Christian community, is to expand our perspectives so that we have a bigger vision of life. If you have a bigger vision of life, a bigger vision of God, bigger vision of the kingdom, then you will see things differently and behave differently. So let's just think about some of the things that we say as human beings and then look at God's perspective. So one of the things that uh, I will often find myself saying when I'm not thinking straight is things like, I can't figure things out. I don't understand what is going on. I can't figure things out. And I don't know how to make the next step. I can't see what my path is. So I say, I can't figure things out. Now, God's heavenly perspective is that he says, I will direct your steps. So let's just look at this. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 is this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in your way, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. See, when we submit to our wisdom, when we submit to our perspective, we will always end up in a situation where we struggle struggle to figure out what the next steps of our lives are. Should I go in this direction? Should I go in that direction? We don't know. We become paralysed. I just can't figure out what I'm meant to do next. I can't figure out what I'm meant to do with my life. I can't figure it out. And we, and we get to this place when we are stuck in our little bubble. My perspective. I can't see what's next. But when we submit to God rather than submitting to ourselves, submit to God, he has this promise that when we trust him with all of our hearts and we lean not on our perspective, but his perspective, then he will make our paths straight. What does that mean, make our path straight? Well, we know that when you walk a straight path, that path is easier. It's clearer. Now, to be fair, very often in my life, I don't feel like God has made my path straight. It's often wiggling all over the place. But what I do know is the path is easier to walk. It's somehow making more sense than what it would have done if I'd have made my own path. So it's a metaphor. It's a picture. It's not that when you've got God in your life, everything will be easy or it will be simple. Uh, but when God is involved with your life, the path is a different path and it's an easier path to walk because essentially he's walking us on that path. So when we can't figure out our next steps, it's probably because we're approaching our life from our perspective, not God's perspective. And if we were to trust in him, then the path would take a different journey. So let's look at another one of these. Another one. I say, I just can't forgive myself for what I've done. I just can't forgive myself for what I've done. I, I want to hold on to the regret of the thing that I have done. I cannot believe I've just done that. Now, silly example. I woke Monday morning at 3am. I woke up, eyes wide open, saying to myself, I cannot believe I waved 
at those strangers yesterday. So let me give you a bit of perspective. We were doing church outside and as people were gathering for church in our little social bubbles outside, I saw a couple walking towards us with a, uh, with a baby. I presumed it was a member of our church and I gave them this massive wave, waving at them. Then I realised I had no idea who they were and they were not members of my church. Silly thing. I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning and I can't believe I did that. What do they think of me? They have no idea who I am. They don't even care. They probably think, well, who is that nutter? And I'm waking up worrying about what two people I don't know think of me because I've waved at them. I can't forgive myself for that. No, that's a silly example. You and I know that we've got bigger examples of that, haven't we? But I can't forgive myself. We hold on to what we've done. From our perspective, we can't let go. And God says, I forgive you. So let's just look at this. 1 John 1, 9. Uh, and, and what I'm going to read is actually from Romans 8, 1, which is, which is a similar message as well. So from Romans 8, 1, it says this. Therefore, this is, uh, there is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. From a heavenly perspective, God looks at us and says, there is no condemnation. You are forgiven. Don't walk in guilt any longer. We say, I can't forgive myself. I'm going to walk in guilt and shame. I'm, I'm going to wake in the middle of the night, embarrassed by what I have done. We hold on to our guilt and shame because from our perspective, it has uh, it weighs heavy on us, doesn't it? God's heavenly perspective says, but if you're in me, there is no condemnation. So this heavenly perspective and this earthly perspective changes how we see scenarios in our life and how we behave. So we end up walking with guilt, fear and shame when God is saying, you don't need to do that. There is no condemnation. I say, I feel alone. My perspective makes me feel isolated. God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. That's Hebrews 13, 5. I feel alone. My earthly perspective leaves me feeling isolated from the world. God's perspective says, I will never leave you or forsake you. God never abandons us. So our earthly perspective and the heavenly perspective can be radically different. I say, I'm always worried and frustrated. Why am I worried and frustrated? Because from my earthly perspective, I worry about income. I worry about my home. I worry about my health. I worry about my family. So worry comes from our earthly perspective of not knowing what's around the corner. When we don't know what's around the corner, we worry and get frustrated. So what do we do? We try to find out what's around the corner. People go and have their tarot cards read. People go and they uh, meet with a medium to try and work out what's around the corner. Fear always drives us to try and work out what's coming next. And uh, this fear often leads us to places that are unhealthy. Now, what does God, God say about this? So in 1 Peter 5, 7, he says this, cast all your anxiety on me. Cast all your burdens on me. So uh, 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Why are we worried? We're worried because we think nobody actually cares and that if we don't do something about it, essentially worry is praying to ourselves. When we pray to God, we pray to a God with a bigger perspective. When we pray to ourselves, we pray to our earthly perspective. So if you're waking in the middle of the night worrying about health, family issues, money, 
what you are doing is you're making yourself God. You believe if you wake in the middle of the night, you pray to yourself, you'll somehow worry yourself out of the situation or you'll come up with a solution to get yourself out of that situation. When we pray to God, we're casting our anxiety on him who can bear it and we're trusting that God actually cares for you and has a way for your life to go that is good. Let's look at a few more. So I say, I can't go on. It's too hard. It is too hard. From my perspective, life is too difficult. It's hard work. I am exhausted. I am weary. I am burnt out. So from my perspective, I can't go on versus God's perspective. Now in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says this, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, this is Paul boasting. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly on my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. My perspective leaves me to feeling weak and powerless. I can't go on. The situation in my workplace is too hard for me. The problem in my marriage is too hard for me. I can't go on. I'm looking for a way out. God's perspective. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. God's perspective is that when we are weak, we find strength in him because he is the one that is strong. God's perspective is that when we hit rock bottom, we actually find that it's not rock bottom. It's God. We actually hit God and his presence. And I see I can't go on. And he says, you have a future because my grace is sufficient for you. If you're going through something at this time and it is too hard, it's too heavy, it's too exhausting. And you say, I'm hitting rock bottom. You're not hitting rock bottom. You're hitting God. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. When you hit rock bottom, God's power steps in. God's perspective is that when you have run out, he has more than enough for you. So I say, I say it is impossible. It cannot be done. There is no way out. God says all things are possible. Luke 18, 26. What is impossible for mankind is possible for God. When you and I think it is done, it is finished, there is no way out, it is impossible, God says it's possible in me. So our perspective will always leave us to a place where we think there's a dead end, we are done, and there's nowhere to turn. Heaven's perspective looks in our life and says, there is the biggest moment yet to come. All things are possible with God. So you and I say this, I am not able. I can't do it. I'm not able. God says, I am able. So 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. When you say, I am not able, God says, I am able. 
I am able through you to do this stuff. I am able at all times through any of your needs, I'm able to abound in you. God promises that he won't leave you and forsake you. Now, this is not prosperity gospel stuff here. This is not uh, when you become a Christian, everything will be fine. Uh, if you believe when you become a Christian, everything will be fine. You have been duped by false theology. God never promises you that life will be simple, straight or easy. God says, whatever mess you find yourself in, I am able. Whatever problem you get stuck with, I am able. God is the able one when we are unable. The gospel is that you will hit rock bottom. And when you hit rock bottom, you will trust in him. The prosperity gospel says that uh, if you've got God in your life, then all things uh, will come to you and you will be blessed. Actually, what happens in the prosperity gospel is we end up abandoning God because we don't need God. We just need blessings. That is not life. It's not the gospel. Jesus says, if you are with me, then you will come across hardships. But I am able and I am with you. God keeps us in that place of needing him and trusting him because he wants relationship. He wants does not want to be your vending machine. So I say all of these things, I can't go on. Uh, it's not worth it. Uh, I'm, I'm worried and frustrated. I feel alone. I can't forgive myself. I can't figure it out. And we get to this place of saying, I'm afraid. I, I don't know what I'm meant to do. And we end up paralysed. I am afraid. And God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 For the spirit of God uh, so the spirit God gives us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. When we are fearful because of what's in front of us, God's perspective is different on our lives. And God says, I'm going to give you a spirit that is the opposite of fear, the spirit of love, the spirit of mercy, the spirit of self-discipline. God will give you what you need. So why do we think differently to God? Why is it that we think so differently? We have an earthly perspective and God has a heavenly perspective. So Colossians 3, 1 to 4 says this. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your heart, set your inner being that place of passion and desire. Set that place on a heavenly perspective where Christ is seated. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. In other words, don't set your hearts and minds on earthly things. Don't set your hearts and minds on earthly things, on earthly perspectives. Your earthly perspective will always deceive you. It will leave you thinking there is no option, there is no hope, there is no one to turn to, and there's nowhere to go. You'll always be left with this belief that you're powerless. God's perspective will always lead you to hope, love, mercy, grace, compassion, and this sense of joy. When we focus on heaven's perspective, 
We will still see our troubles, but we'll see them from his direction, not from our direction. So since then, you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For, for you died and your life is now hidden in God. We are now playing hide and seek in God, which means we can have God's perspective on our lives. When we're hidden in God, we're hidden in the heavenly realm. So we're living on earth, but yet we're hidden in God at the same time. And this is really important for us. You are walking on earth, but you're hidden in God. So you now have earth's perspective and heaven's perspective at the same time, which means you can navigate life without fear, which means you can figure things out that you can forgive yourself, that you now see that you're not alone, that you don't have to walk with worry because you know that God cares for you. So suddenly your perspective changes and in that perspective shift, you can make different decisions and live life differently. Now, what this does not mean is that you can walk around life as if you are now so heaven bound, you know, earthly perspective. There's a danger sometimes that people get so caught up with this it's like they float around disembodied from earth. You are meant to live your life fully connected to the ground that you are living. Full reality of life. Whilst at the same time walking with a heaven perspective. So you see things from God's perspective. So you don't need to walk with fear. So this is this, this walk that we're meant to have where we're clinging on to the dust of the ground, where yet at the same time we're, we're recognising this heavenly perspective. And this position is what we're designed to walk in on earth while we are here. So friends, I, I hope you find that helpful. What you say versus what God says. God has a perspective on your life. And you might want to go to that Colossians 3, 1 to 4 verse. Just spend some time meditating on it. How do I need to shift my heart and shift my mind from an earthly perspective to a heavenly perspective? Friends, I pray that you found that helpful. If you do, please like, please share, please comment. Uh, post this to Facebook. Post comments on Instagram. I'd love others to hear what you are hearing so they too can grow in discipleship and the love of God. So friends, I pray that you'll find that helpful. It's an exciting new term ahead as we explore our discipleship and spiritual growth. So until next week, grace and peace.